Amen. We're going to read from Romans chapter 8 this morning. Very, very familiar text, beginning with verse number 28. So good to see Courtney in service with us today. Got her husband with us. So glad to uh, see them. If you're visiting with us, uh, what a joy it is for us to have you. We're glad you're here. And I uh, just pray God's blessing upon this service and upon your life. Today, always good to see Sister Debbie in service with us. She's here, and I said by mom. So, uh, good to see Sister Vicky's mother. Getting to meet her today. I didn't know, you never know for sure, but when I seen them, I could tell the family resemblance. She said, This is my mom. I said, I thought so. So, good to meet her mom, have her in service with us today. Romans chapter number 8, beginning with verse number 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn, the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Amen. I, I want to use these verses. In verse 28, it says, All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called. And then, then it said again in verse number 30, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And to whom he justified, them he also glorified. I want to preach on the diversity of God's call. The diversity of God's call. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I pray your blessing upon the preached word of God. And on our ears to hear it, our hearts to receive it. Oh God, I pray that you'll meet every need in this house today. If there's one here lost, I ask you to save one sick, I believe you to heal, O oh God. There's somebody here that needs to be filled and baptized in the power of your spirit. Let the Holy Ghost fall upon us as we pray together around this altar today. God, we ask it together in Christ's name. If you love the Lord, would you say amen? amen. The diversity of God's call. Many people use this verse to preach or talk about predestination. And when they say predestination, they talk about a person being saved or lost. But the Bible here never talks about predestination of uh, being saved or lost. But the Bible says that those that are called, that God foreknew and predestinated all who were called to be conformed to the image of his son. That's saying this, that in the foreknowledge of God, he would send his son, and that all who would believe upon the Lord Jesus would be saved. That's what it says. Because in John chapter 1, the Bible doesn't contradict itself, but the Bible is in harmony with itself. The Bible said, and as many as believed upon him. To them 
gave he power to become the sons of God. Even unto them that believed upon his name. And when the gospel is being preached, that is the call of God. The Bible says in Matthew 20 and verse 16, So the last shall be first, and the first last. For many be called, but few are chosen. Well, the gospel is the one that tries the reins of the heart of men. The gospel is how God searches out the hearts of men. And those that believe upon the gospel are saved. Those that answer the call, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, I'm meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In Matthew 22 and 14, for many are called, but few are chosen. I'll tell you who's chosen, those that answer the call. And he tells us who the called are. He said, for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. They that love God are the called. They that answered the call were chosen by God to be sons of God. Jesus said, you haven't chosen me, but I've chosen you. Meaning that everyone who responds to the gospel Preach the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Bible said that God, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. The gospel working harmoniously that all who would believe, that all who would repent and believe the gospel would be saved. This is the call, and these are the ones that are chosen. And I want to talk to you for a few minutes about the diversity of God's call. About what God's call is upon our life and how we are to answer that call and why we are the chosen of God. I want you to see the diversity of God's call upon man. When we study how God has spoken unto man, we see the diversity of his call. We read in Genesis Chapter number 6 and verses 8 and 9. It says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Then he says in the next chapter, in Genesis 7 and verse number 1, The Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. I want you to notice God's call upon Noah was a call to come in. He called Noah in. Come thou and all thy house in to the ark. It is a call of salvation. The ark is without doubt a type of Christ. He said build it be careful to build according to the pattern that I, that I have given unto you. The, the, the same command was given unto Solomon in building the temple. And an exact layout, and he told Solomon, be careful that you build it according to the pattern. 
Every vessel represents Christ. Every pattern of the temple was representing Christ. The ark was representative of Jesus Christ. We are called in. The Bible said if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold all things are become new. Jesus said abide in me and let my word abide in you. They were called into the ark for what purpose? To be saved from wrath. We're not appointed under wrath, but to obtain salvation. That is the appointment that God made or called for you and us. He called us in, in Christ, are we saved from wrath. And they were abiding in the ark to be saved from the wrath that was to come upon all the world. And the ark was to be pitched within and without. And it was to be pitched with a line, which was a type of tar. Bible scholars say that it was a crimson or a burgundy in color. It was pitched within and without. I want to tell you, this salvation that works uh, on the inside, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And he said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It won't stay on the inside. It'll work its way outside. Pits within and without are all that abide in Christ. Pits within by the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, sir. And no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. He called Noah in. I want to tell you this morning, there is a call to come and abide in Christ. There is a call that should be going out in the world. Instead of fear, instead of panic, uh, it should be come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. It should be abide in Christ and let his word abide in you. He said, my word is spirit. And it is life. The word of God is the embodiment of Christ himself, who was the word made flesh. We are called in to abide in him. Number two, we see God's dealings not only with Noah as he called him into the ark. We also see God's dealings with a man named Abram that he would later change his name to Abraham. In Genesis 12 and 1, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. He said in verse number 8, He removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. There he builded an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Amen. He called Noah in and he called Abram out. What? That seems like a, a yo-yo controversy. Is God calling me in or is God calling me out? Make up your mind. When God calls you in, that is to abide with Christ, he's calling you out of this world. Yes, sir. 
Amen. When you're called into Christ, you're called out of the world. That's the only way you can abide in Christ uh, is to come out uh, of this world in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 17 and 18. He said, come out from among them. And be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will be your God, and you will be sons and daughters unto me. He called the church out. Do you know the word church itself is, the word in the Greek is ekklesia, meaning the called out ones. And that word Ecclesia, the called out ones means the sanctified ones or the holy ones. And God said to Abram, get thee out of the land of Ur the Chaldeans, out of the land of thy kindred. And then he tells us why. Because Abram's parents were idolaters. The nation in which he lived were heathen people that worshipped false god and lived very vulgar and promiscuous and sinful lives. And in order for God, when a man is called in, in order for God to use that man, he has to call him out. He has to sanctify that man's life. Do you know that when you're saved, there, there is a, an initial, immediate, uh, instantaneous work of sanctification that God begins in your life? To be sanctified means to be called out or separated by God. The way I've always illustrated, if I had ten of these uh, on the on the pulpit, uh, and I wanted to separate one out for my use and for me to use only, but they all looked alike and they all had contained the same thing. But I wanted one to be mine for my use only. I'd write my name on it, and in writing my name on it, uh, I'm sanctified. I'm saying all these are alike, but this one's mine. This one is mine. I only put what I want in it, and I pour out of it what I want poured out of it. This is for my use. I dedicate it for my use and my use only. That's what Jesus did when he saved you. The Bible said you're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God with your body and your spirit which belong to God. What know that you're know you not that you're bought with a price, you're not your own. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You've been bought. God wrote his name on you, and he sanctified you by the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible said you were washed from your sins in his own blood. He sanctified you from sin. But not only sanctifying you from sin, he sanctified you under God. Your body belongs to God. Your mind belongs to God. Your heart belongs to God. Not to this world, not to the devil, but to God. Amen. So he called Noah in, but he called Abram out. Being born again, I've been called in to abide in Christ, but being born again, I'm called out. I'm called out for God's use, for God's purpose. I'm called out as holy unto the Lord. Yeah. Amen. I'm not my own. Somebody said, you don't tell me where to go. You don't tell me how to live. You don't tell me how to act, how to walk, talk. How, 
You don't tell me what I can spend my money on. You don't tell me who I can pick and choose to be my friends. No, I don't. But I can tell you, God does. Amen. They that are the Lord's have crucified the flesh with the affection and the lust. That's what the Bible said. They that are the Lord's that have been called in and, and, and virtually called out are the Lord's. And they crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. There are certain things that I don't say. There are certain places I don't go. There are certain company that I can't keep. Why? Don't let your good be evil spoken of. Amen. And the Bible said that we're called out from sin to be separate or holy unto God. In Genesis chapter number 19, I want to turn there real quick and read it to you. We see another form of diversity of God's call. He called Noah in. He called Abram out. In Genesis 19 and verse 3, and he pressed upon them greatly. They turned in unto him and entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and he did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. I'm, re I'm reading, the, I'm wrong. <laughs> it's Exodus 19, but he called Moses up. He called Noah in, he called Abram out, and he called Moses up. Yes. Moses went up unto God. He called Moses up into the mount of God. And the Bible said that Moses went up in Exodus 19 and 3. Moses went up unto God. And the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel. And when God called Moses up, he would speak to him his word. And Moses would go back down and speak unto the children of Israel. Eight times you read God called Moses up. And Moses would go up and he would come back down. God would call him up. He would go up and come back down eight times throughout the book of Exodus. It says, and Moses went up unto God. This call up is a walk of sanctification. Amen. Walking with God. God talked to Moses as a man would talk to his friend. Amen. He's the friend of God. You look when God had called Abraham out. Uh, he said, shall I hide anything from Abraham seeing that he will teach his children what to do and what I've commanded him to do. And when he calls Moses up, the Bible said that uh, Moses spent so much time in the presence of God that his face uh, shone like an angel. He had the very countenance the brightness of God in his face of the children of Israel feared him when he came down. And the Bible said they asked him to put a veil over his face lest that when he spake with them, they would die. So Moses veiled his face to cover or to hide the glory of God. The Bible said 
in our in our text that we read first this morning, he said to them that he foreknew he did predestined, and to those he predestinated, he called, whom he called, he justified, and those he justified, he glorified. I want to tell you, that's the end of this walk with God. I'm called in, I'm called out. I'm being called up, that's a walk of sanctification. And one day soon, I'm going to be not only justified, I'm about to be glorified. Glorified with him forever. Death will be lost in victory. Praise the Lord. I'll have a new body. I'll have a new life. Amen. That's glorification. A glorified body. To be made like him. Do you know that this book. We're predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. But in order to be glorified together with him. We have to be conformed to him. He said, Lord, he said, uh, he said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies uh, of the Lord, uh, that you be not conformed under, the wor uh, under this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. We're predestined to be conformed to Christ. He said, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And he said, you're predestined to be conformed to Christ. Right. This book is to conform you to Jesus Christ. Amen. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. He said, lo, it is written of me in the volume of the book. I am come to do thy will, O God. Every temptation that was brought into him from Satan's help, he said, get behind me, for it is written. This book right here teaches me what is the will of God. And when I'm born again, his spirit lives within me. And that enables me by the grace of God to do the will of God. The Bible said that when you're born again, you're given the divine nature. You're given the, the nature of Christ. That is the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of God's nature to be holy. It was Adam's nature to be disobedient. It was God's nature, the Son of God, to be holy. Lo, it's written in me in the volume of the book, I am come to do thy will, O God. A born-again man will love the Word of God. A born-again man will love the presence of God. A born-again man will want to be like God. You need more than forgiveness, Adam. You need to be born again. There needed to be a change. Oh, what the law couldn't do. All the law could do was is say, the soul that sinneth shall die. And when Adam sinned, the law pronounced the death sentence on him. He said, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And the Bible called Christ Jesus the second Adam. When the first Adam brought disobedience which brought death. But the second Adam all brought obedience which brought life. Through Adam all died. But through Christ the second Adam were all made alive. And what the first Adam brought upon the human race which was death. The second Adam who the Bible then called the last Adam brought life eternal. He called Noah in. 
He called Abram out. And he called Moses up. All three. God shows us Jesus Christ and his work in the call of man. Many are called, but few are chosen. I'll tell you who's chosen. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Nothing gets into heaven but Christ. Not red, yellow, black, or white. Not Baptist, uh, Methodist, uh, Lutheran, Presbyterian, Catholic, uh, or Pentecostal. Nothing gets into heaven but Christ. He's the only one pleasing unto the Father. And when he calls you in and he calls you out and he's calling you up, it's to be Christ. Or Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's the call of God to be like Jesus. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. Follow him. Abide in him. Believe upon him. Serve him. And the last I want to read to you is out of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. Turn there real quick. First Thessalonians chapter number four, verse number thirteen. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you saw not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. He tells us what it is to sleep in Christ. That means when we die, we rest from our labor. That's about the only time we get any rest is when we sleep. He refers to them that are resting from their labors as those that sleep in Christ. And he said, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. He called Noah in, he called Abram out, and he called Moses up, but he's going to call the church away. He is about to call the church away. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up. The word caught up is the, is the Latin word, harpezo. It's where we get the Greek word rapture. It means to be snatched up or violently Pulled out, caught away. He's going to catch us away. The church is about to be caught away. That's all that remains. Through Christ, he's called us in. Through Christ, he's 
called us out uh, through Christ. He's given us a sanctified uh, or a holy walk uh, by calling us uh, up. Uh, and through Christ, he is about uh, to finish what he started uh, and call us uh, away. But you can't be called away till you've first been called in. Called out. Called up. I want to ask you this morning. Have you been born again? Has your name been written in the Lamb's book of life? Ask yourself, do I love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, and with all my might? Do I love Jesus that much? He said, if a man loves his father, his mother, his sister, his brother, his wife, his children, or himself more than he loves his Savior, then he is not a disciple. He said, that's going a little too far. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Herein is the love of God commended toward us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. That's going as far as you can go. And he said, here, this is the greatest love that can ever be expressed that a man would lay down his life for his friend. No greater love than a man laying down his life for another. He said, henceforth I've called you, my friends. I've laid down my life for you. I've given my life for another. Christ gave life a ransom, the Bible said, for many. That's love, the expression of God's love toward man. You know that when Jesus, before he died, he said, I've desired to eat this meal with you. He said, I won't eat or drink again till I eat and drink new with you in the kingdom of God. And he said, take this cup as oft as you drink it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. And he said, this bread as oft as you eat it. This bread is my body. And as oft as you drink the cup and eat the bread, you show the Lord's death until he come. It speaks of his death, his atonement at Calvary, the expression of God's love, but it also speaks of his soon return. The fact that once we believe upon him, the work that he done for us. He's called us in, out, up, and will soon catch us away. Hallelujah. You do show the Lord's death until he comes. I've been bought by him. Yeah. I've been called. Right. Not my own. Right. I know we're a peculiar people. 
I know there's a lot of friends that laugh at you and mock you for the life you live. I can remember when uh, Trump was elected the president, the left went berserk. The statement was made, it was the evangelicals that got him into office. The church showed up in record numbers to vote for Donald Trump. I don't know if we showed up in record number to vote for Trump as much as we showed up in record number to vote against Hillary. They said the church is what won him the, the election caused the record turnout. And it was, I forget what that actor's name is, Bruce something, Bruce Willis or somebody. He made the statement. He said, I never knew until now that the, these Christian people, these evangelical Christians actually believe the Bible. They take it as a literal, a literal interpretation of the truth. They take the Bible literally that everything in it happened and that everything it says they should literally fulfill and do in their life. He said, I didn't know there were such people in all of the world. I said, but here's the bad news, Bruce. Now you know. Now you know that the Bible is literally God's truth in the earth. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass away. And I saw the dead, both small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. Every man was tried according to his works, according to the things that were written in the books. 66 books to be exact. The books of the Bible. And another book was open. The book of life. And every man whose name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire where the devil All right. and the antichrist and the false prophet are. The smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. You're being called in being called out. You're being called up in preparation to be called away. I don't know how soon we are, but it sure looks like it's shaping up to me. Looks like the end is really, really, really near. I can remember being a boy Born in 1971, I can remember the hippie generation throwing the church for a loop. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll 
starting a spiritual decline in our nation. 50 years later, boys don't know if they're a girl or a boy. Girls don't know if they're a girl or a boy. And you got men in the White House fighting for transgenderism and every other kind of ism and schism. Men call good evil. If you stand for the Bible, if you've got any biblical religious conviction, you're evil. You're bigoted. You're narrow-minded. And you're the problem in our society. Jesus is going to have a last say. And all that we're not found written in the book of life. It's called the Lamb's book of life. And he has believed on him. To them gave him to become the sons of God. I wonder if you're here this morning. If there's anything you love more than him. You need to repent of it. If there's anything you would not do for him. You need to repent of that. there's anywhere you would not go for him, you need to repent. If there's any work you have forbid him to do in your heart and in your life, you repent of that. And if you will, you'll repent and believe the gospel. If you'll let him call you in, soon and very soon, call us out. Father, we've preached what you've laid upon our heart. For we know things work together for good. To them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. I thank you, Lord, that you've called us. And that the call continues to go forth. It'll continue to go forth just like it did in Matthew 1. In the third hour, in the sixth hour, in the ninth hour, you were still calling men in the eleventh hour. All but few were chosen. All that were chosen were they that are killed for a day's wage. Why stay all the day idle? Their answer hath hired us. Man hath chosen us. He said, go and labor. I'll give you a day's wage for a day's work. Oh God, give us this day our daily bread. The bread of God is Jesus Christ. Give us this day, Jesus. He is our bread sufficient. He said, I'm the bread of life. He that eateth of me shall never hunger again. Give us this bread from heaven, O God, that we perish not. Lord, the one that's here this morning that is not born again, I pray that that call would go forth to their heart this morning by the Spirit of God. Only you can convict of sin. Only you can convince 
a man, a woman, a boy, or a girl that they need to be born again. I pray that you'll speak to every heart. Lord, there's some here today with other needs, physical needs. They need to be healed in their body. There's some, Lord God, with spiritual needs. They need a closer walk with you. They've yet to answer that call to be called in, come in. That's to be born again. But some, Lord, have yet to answer the call to be called out. They're holding hand in hand to this world, this world system. They've refused to walk in separation, in sanctification or in holiness. I pray today, oh God, you would speak very specifically to their heart. God, you would again call them out from among this world and the things that are of this world. You said if any man love the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. Call out today, O oh God. May they be obedient to that call. And I pray, God, as we answer the call, that indeed you would conform us to the image of Jesus Christ, to be like Jesus. There's no greater calling, no higher calling. Help me, O oh God. As you make me a partaker of your divine nature, Help me to be conformed through the word of God. Sanctify them thy truth. Thy word is truth. Give me a heart willing and obedient to walk in truth, O oh God. To embrace the truth, to buy the truth, and to sell it not. Meet us in this altar today. Do a work in our life. If you're able, I pray that you'll come. God has spoken to your heart at all this morning. If you believe Jesus is about to come, I want you to come. Let's seek him together today on this altar.